0: Well, if you're looking for Elfie's World, you have come to the right place, and I'm so glad you did. Great to have you here. Today, we're going to be presenting another program from our collection of stories entitled Elfie's Amazing But True Tales. Now, these are true stories which have often either been eh, totally overlooked or sometimes not given quite the attention they deserve by the uh, potentates of history, so we'll leave that up to you to decide why they've been neglected in the annals of time. My name is Elfie Wolfram, and I hope you enjoy our presentation. Now, this is episode number 16 in our series, and it is entitled, One Determined Soldier. So, kick back, relax, and enjoy. (laughs) was one of the most determined soldiers who ever fought in the Civil War. Uh, wait a minute. Did I say she? Uh, I mean, how could that be? Women were not allowed to enter the military in a combat role during the Civil War. That's right. Only, uh, well, uh, oh, let's just start from the beginning. Frances Hook, that's... Francis, with an E, was born in Illinois in 1847. Only three years later, her parents died, leaving her and her older brother orphans. Her brother proceeded to raise Francis until the Civil War broke out. When the news of the outbreak of fighting reached their home in Chicago, Francis's brother immediately decided to enlist. Fearful of being left alone, this 14-year-old girl disguised herself as a young man and enlisted alongside her brother. She told everyone she was a 21-year-old man but merely looked young for her age. Cutting her hair very short, she followed her brother into the 11th Illinois Infantry, which was sometimes called the 19th Illinois Infantry, on April 30th, of 1861. She enlisted under the name of Frank Miller as a private. Now in those days you could enlist for as short a period as 90 days because everyone thought that this was gonna be a short war. So Hook and her brother went through their 90-day enlistment with no problems. Never once Never once was her true identity discovered or even questioned. But because it was becoming more and more apparent that this was not going to be a short war that everyone had predicted, Francis and her brother decided they were not done serving the Union cause. Feeling that they had found a home in the Army, on July thirtieth of 1861, they both, Re enlisted with the 11th Illinois Infantry, this time for an additional three years. Now, during this time, they fought in several battles, including the infamous Battle of Shiloh. Now, this battle was one of the bloodiest of the Civil War, with over 23,000 men killed on both sides during the two days in April of 1862. Sadly, Francis's brother was one of the fallen. She was so devastated by his loss that she felt she could no longer serve in the same regiment where he had lost his life. However, the commitment of Francis Hook to the Union cause was not ended using the alias of Frank Henderson, she re-enlisted for a third time, this time with the 33rd Illinois Infantry. After only a few months of service, she saw fighting in numerous battles. During the Battle of Frederickstown in October of 1861, she was wounded and sent to the regimental hospital. Well, as soon as that doctor began to treat her, he discovered her true gender. Frances was immediately discharged and told, go home. But uh, Frances had no home to go to. Persistent as ever, she then enlisted for a fourth tour of duty, this time with the 90th Illinois Infantry Regiment. Now, with this unit, she saw considerable combat in numerous battles, including the Chattanooga Campaign. During the summer of 1863, her unit was marching through Florence, Alabama. Like all the soldiers of her time, Frances was constantly on the lookout for food and supplies. While checking out an abandoned house, she was surprised by two Confederate soldiers who took her a prisoner. Not realizing she was a woman, they sent her to a Confederate prison in Atlanta, Georgia. Well, determined as ever, it took no time at all before Frances tried to escape. Now, during her failed attempt, she was wounded and taken to the prison hospital. Well, while being treated for her wound, THE DOCTOR ONCE MORE DISCOVERED HER SECRET. SHE WAS IMMEDIATELY PLACED IN ISOLATION FROM THE OTHER PRISONERS. DURING THIS PART OF THE WAR, PRISONERS WERE STILL BEING EXCHANGED BETWEEN THE NORTH AND THE SOUTH. SO, ON FEBRUARY 17, 1864, FRANCES BECAME PART OF A SWAP OF TWENTY-SEVEN UNION PRISONERS AT GRAYSVILLE, GEORGIA. With the revelation of her identity during her captivity, Frances was forced to reveal her entire story to the Confederate doctors and officers. Well, soon the word spread of this woman warrior from the North. She even received a letter from Confederate President Jefferson Davis offering to make her an officer if she would fight on the side of the South. (laughs) Frances indignantly refused, saying she would rather fight for the Union as a private than support the Confederate cause as an officer. With a great deal of passion, she also added she would rather be hanged as a loyal Union soldier than fight for the Confederate cause against the Union. Well, by this time, Dr. Mary Edwards Walker the only female surgeon in the Union Army, got involved. She insisted Francis should be immediately commissioned as a lieutenant in the Union Army. Of course, her her pleas were ignored by the men in charge. But Dr. Walker didn't stop there. Oh, no. Being impressed by the fact that a woman was fighting for the North, she notified the press. Well, after a great deal of pressure, Frances finally agreed to be interviewed, but but she refused to give them her name. Then, at long last, feeling she had run out of options, Frances finally promised both the press and the military officials she would indeed go home. Now, even though she was once more discharged from the Army, the Union officials in charge doubted the promise of Frances Hook to return home. As a precaution, they immediately alerted all recruiting officials, advising them to be on the lookout for her trying to rejoin the service. Well, did did Frances Hook keep her promise and go home? "'abandoning her career as a soldier?' Uh, (laughs) "'Well... "'Well, although there were numerous rumors "'of Frances Hook joining the Union Army again, "'there was no substantial proof she ever did so. Uh, "'We do know Frances eventually married "'and had a daughter named Maggie.' After her mother's death on March 17, 1908, Maggie Dickinson wrote a letter to the War Department asking for confirmation of the military war record of service for Francis Hook. None other than the adjutant general himself replied saying that they had found an accounting of Hook's capture and medical treatment among the war records. This removed all doubt regarding the story of Francis Hook and her contribution to the Civil War for the North. So, who was the most determined soldier of the Civil War? There's no question, near the top of that list must be the name of Francis Hook. Oh, yes. Frances Hook was indeed an incredible lady whose story is worthy of being entitled Amazing and with great determination, True. Well, there you have it. Episode number 16, entitled One Determined Soldier part of our weekly series entitled Elfie's Amazing But True Tales. Now, each week, we will be presenting for your enjoyment and edification a brand new audio story from our collection of amazing but true tales from history. Now, some of these narratives come from our book entitled Elfie's Amazing But True Tales of American History and More. As a listener to this program, you are entitled to purchase autographed copies of our original book, Elfie's Amazing But True Tales of American History and More, at half the publisher's price of $13.95 or a mere $7 per book. And that includes shipping and handling. Well, for more information merely go to elfysworld.com. That's A-L-F-Y-S-W-O-R-L-D, elfysworld.com, and click on Elfie the Writer for more information. And now, I would like to thank the following for helping to make this program possible. First, Garrett Wolfram, our technical producer and supervisor. The late Irene Wolfram principal editor and provider of Sage Council. Expert Publishing for their help in editing and publishing our book. Lucas Ganza Anna Waltz for the Parlor Guitar Magic Set. Joe Payne for the Trumpet Fanfare. Herbert Boland for his Piano Mood Happy Four. And finally, the thousands of readers who have supported our efforts From the beginning.